Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on in. It is finally week one. It is Sunday morning and I am so excited, ready to get into it because we have been off for a couple of days. Had to had to do some stuff at the other job, the side hustle, you know, the thing that pays my rent and all stuff, the other job, the boring job. This is the main job. This is the main focus, fantasy football week one in the NFL, and I am so excited. We have a big show, so actually, instead of letting me ramble and just start going through a bunch of stuff, follow me on TikTok, all that stuff that you see popping up. I am your host, Nathan Paswell. We have got a big show for you tonight. We have the Thursday night review. We have the week one preview, as well as the inactives throughout as we talk about them, and of course, we are going to be talking about some prop bets for week one, because it's week one, big time to get your money when it comes to prop bets. Sip time. So when it comes to week one, prop bets, this is your best time to get in because the numbers are all obscured. You know, they're really looking at kind of last year's data more than anything. They're not, it's not really updated the way that it, you know, is going to be within a few weeks. So big week for prop bets. Stay tuned for those bets at the end. Got some really easy low-hanging fruit on those guys there. Um, so we'll be talking about those. But let us get into the show uh, for this week. I actually don't need that tab. Um, let us get into the show for this week. We are going to be starting with our week one Thursday night review, talking about the Bills and the Rams. Now, if you follow me on TikTok at Fantasy Daily Football, um, if you follow me on TikTok, um, you'll have seen a bit of it. You've kind of already gotten my thought on this, where the Bills came in ready to play. They looked menacing. Stefan Diggs, absolutely menacing, looking ready to go, looking fierce. He was ready to eat in that game, and man, did he eat. All wide, all three wide receivers getting it done for the Bills. Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, and Diggs all getting in there. Josh Allen is an absolute stud, so keep looking at that. But it really looked like the Rams came in still celebrating the Super Bowl. Obviously, it was their banner drop, but it really was like a victory parade for them for the first, you know, the, the entire intro of that game. Nobody really looked on pause, and then when you saw when you saw you know, the Bills sideline compared to the Rams sideline, it was a light year's difference. The Bills were not entertained with the week one glory at all. They did not care about the glamour at all. They have been waiting for this for eight months and they look scary. So Bills are looking scary. They got the three running back rotation look going on right now, though. So it does look murky. Uh, you saw Singletary out there a lot, but they really do seem to want to get Moss involved. James Cook gets onto the field, immediately fumbles, and then they don't see him again. Um, so it looks very murky for the three running back rotation over there. I think Devin Singletary will have some standalone value um, and some, you know, pinch plays when you need him. Um, but be wary because I do think that Moss will be a lot more involved than we want him to be. Uh, a lot of Dawson Knox panic uh, yesterday. A lot of Dawson Knox questions that I received. Um, I think he really did solidify himself as a streamer. Um, and as much as I do like Dawson Knox, I think that we have to look at him through the scope and through the lens of, okay, he is now a streamer. I don't need to um, – I want to hang on to him. I want to retain him because I do think that there are better games compared to some of the players that are out there. Um, but don't be scared to bench Knox in order to pick up somebody else and put him in your lineup as the years goes on because he really was blocking a, a lot in that game. He really disappeared. A couple targets but nothing outside of um, anything that seems it's going to be fantasy relevant. Um, but I do believe with the wide receiver power on this team – Dawson Knox really does have a chance to regress and kind of disappear in a lot of games. So be very cautious of that. Be aware of that. And I do believe that Dawson Knox is going to be somebody that you need to, you know, look at as a streamer. Um, so somebody else not needed last night. That was Cam Akers. Now, if you follow the show, you knew that Cam Akers was on our bus show. So 
Maybe you think this is where I'm going to take my Daryl Henderson victory lap. Absolutely not, because I did grab Daryl Henderson in some leagues. The only problem is I do not trust Daryl Henderson to be that guy. I do not trust uh, Sean McVay. I do not trust the Rams offense to actually support a running back one that you're going to want to slot into your lineup every single week. Um, so for me, I'm completely out on the Rams running backs. I will hang on to Daryl Henderson. Maybe I can trade him after this week. Um, whatever it may be, but Daryl Henderson to me is just a trade piece. Cam Akers, you're you know you're hurting on him, um, but hopefully you watched the show at the beginning of the year and you trusted the advice of Fantasy Daily that that's a bust. Todd Gurley curse, man. Todd Gurley curse. Um, so game got away from the Rams. Really, not many big red flags here or many things that we can take away here besides the Allen Robinson thing. Obviously, Cooper Cup getting it done. Tyler Higby had some targets, but he is just kind of the um, accessory streamer role, like, you know, kind of in the Dawson Knox area now, although I do have Dawson Knox still ranked higher than him. Um, but don't red flag Allen Robinson yet. The coach wants him involved. So, uh, if Sean McVay says he wants him involved. I believe him maybe next week. If Allen Robinson doesn't get involved, uh, who do they play next week? They play Atlanta next week. So if, if he doesn't get involved, then, um, then maybe we can send in some panic, but that's actually another good thing that we want to talk about for prop bets. Somebody like Allen Robinson, Remember those players this week. Remember those players going into next week because their prop bets are going to be insanely low. So I am willing to bet that Allen Robinson's receiving yard totals next week are going to be like 23 and a half or something like that. Smash the over on that. So uh, week one and two, you can kind of make some game in uh, the prop bet area. And I think that that is a really good one to target next week, Allen Robinson. I love it. So we are going for lineup of the week again. So this show, obviously, I'm not going to sit here like I did last year and go through every single team and every little thing. Um, I think we're going to structure that out throughout more of the year where I do some games throughout the week and I kind of teeter them off. Um, but we're not going to do that because we don't have that time today. We're already at six minutes. I got to get you out of here within 30. Um, so you can get to setting your lineups. You got some tinkering to do. You maybe do some, off, you know, some, some last minute ad drops, some trades, some stuff like that. You got a big day ahead of you. It is Sunday and it's going to be exciting. But let us get into it when we talk about the lineup of the week. So if you watch the show on Thursday... I gave you my underrated lineup of the week. Now, what we are going to do this year is we are going to track this. I'm going to keep a spreadsheet. I'm going to write it on my whiteboard, whatever the heck I'm going to do. But we are going to track the wins and losses for this lineup of the week because I think we did well this year, and I think we're going to do well again this year. Um, so right now we have Matt Ryan at quarterback, Tony Pollard and Rashad Penny at running back, Gabriel Davis, DJ Moore, Adam Thielen at wide receiver. You got Gerald Everett, Brandon McManus, and Denver uh, and Indy defense. So uh, Gerald Everett at tight end. Brandon McManus at kicker and the Indy and Denver defense at uh, defense. Um, so, so far, Gabriel Davis is a W for us because we have a 12 point threshold. So due to the fact that these are under, you know, value players, we're not going to put them at the 15, 20 point threshold, but in order to constitute a win, they need to hit 12 points, not 10 points, 12 points. So that is a touchdown, a catch, and then some obviously, because you get six for that catch if you're putting PPR, but we're going by full PPR rules has to be a 12 point threshold in order for it to count as a win. And we have got our first win of the season. So we are one and oh, that's it. Fantasy daily is over. That's it for the year. I retire with a perfect record. You never see me again. And I am the goat. No, I'm just kidding. But Gabriel Davis, he is a W for our lineup of the week. We will talk about them as we go. So let us get into some must-talk about players, which is what we're going to do. We are going to preview this week by talking about some must-talk about players at each position. So let us get started with quarterbacks. Obviously, Matt Ryan was our lineup of the week starter, so I love him. 
I also love Trey Lance this week. So do it. Got a lot of questions about Trey Lance, whether or not you're going to start somebody else above him. I got Derek Carr or Trey Lance a lot, actually, which is a very good question. Um, I am going to lean Trey Lance on this one. I think that Derek Carr and them have a, you know, kind of a rocky start to the beginning of the year. Plus they're playing what Kansas city, I believe. Uh, oh no, they're playing at the chargers. Yes. So that's a tough one. Um, I don't think that I want to really trust Derek Carr. I mean, obviously, if you drafted him to be your quarterback one, you run him. Um, but if you are in the you know significant circumstances of having Trey Lance and Derek Carr, like a couple of these teams that reach out to me do, um, I would start Trey Lance. Um, so now that I think about it, that's very odd that two or three people have reached out to me with Trey Lance and Derek Carr. That's very strange. I didn't pick up on that until now. I think I got trolled. Anyway, um, so... Make the claim week one. Do it for Trey Lance. I absolutely love it. On the other side of the ball is Justin Fields. I am waiting and seeing on that. I am starting Darnell Mooney, but as far as Justin Fields go, I would like to pivot if I could. The aforementioned Matt Ryan. I would much rather start Matt Ryan than Justin Fields this week, so I'd stream around if I can. Matt Ryan went late. Could be a free agent in your league. Um, Baker Mayfield against Cleveland. Come on, man. You got to start Baker. Baker's going to be in the top 10 this week. Maybe not the top five, but Baker's going to do what he can. He will die for this game because you know Baker is a dog. So hopefully he wakes up feeling dangerous um, because I do like Baker, and especially if he's going to play on this team, which is probably one of the better lineups that he's seen in you know recent time. Better staff over there with Matt Rule. Uh, and I do believe that Baker against Cleveland, man, you got to start him. Get him in that lineup. Uh, Dak Prescott, he is healthy and ready to go. So you fire him up against Tampa Bay. I do believe that he is going to have to work a lot in this game. I'm very worried for Zeke. I'm high on Pollard, but I'm very, very worried about Zeke. And therefore I think Dak is going to have to throw the ball quite a bit. Um, so fire him up. Uh, JC Jackson is questionable for the Chargers. So that would be a big help for Derek Carr. So if JC Jackson is out on the Chargers side of the ball, Derek Carr becomes a smash play to me. Um, so I guess if you're looking at, if you're one of those trolls that were probably messing with me about Derek Carr and Trey Lance, then maybe you start Derek Carr if JC Jackson is out, because that is a big help to them if JC Jackson is out. Now, moving on to one of my favorite quarterbacks of the week that a lot of people have been talking about in the offseason and kind of writing him off, and that is T-Law. I think that he could be an underlooked start this week. He's playing against Washington, and Chase Young will be out. Now, real quick, Chase Young reports at the beginning of the week saying that Chase Young re-aggravated his ACL injury at a Von Miller training camp. That is not true. They have since deleted that tweet. Absolutely not true. Uh, Chase Young still on pace to be back around week five or so. So I think the Jags in Washington is a little bit better than some assume. They see two crap teams. They're like, ah, oh, what's going to happen with this? But that's two crap defenses. You got Doug Peterson um, at the helm for Jacksonville. He's been working with T-Law all offseason. So I do believe that T-Law and them have had this game circled. They really want to pop out the, you know, the gate and show everybody that they're not the laughing stock of the league. So I do believe that Jacksonville could get a big uh, game here. I think they could have some really good upside. Uh, we'll talk about one of my streamers that I like later on on Jacksonville. Um, little, little, what do you call it, foreshadowing for the later on in the show. Um, so this is Doug Peterson's team. They've had this circled. The over-under is currently 43.5 points, so expect points, because I do expect points in this one. Um, moving on from the quarterbacks and those quarterbacks that we have real quick, Matt Ryan, Lineup of the week, stardom, Trey Lance, I love it. Justin Fields, I want to try to pass around him if I can. Baker Mayfield, I do believe, is a streamer candidate. Dak Prescott's healthy and ready to go. Fire him up. T-Law, I think, is very underrated this week. And if J.C. Jackson is out, then you must fire up Derek Carr. Moving on to the running backs that we want to talk about, some that I've gotten questions about, some that I think you need to acknowledge. So Pollard and Penny are on the lineup of the week. 
Zeke is in for a tough challenge. So I'm, I'm in one league. I'm even starting Penny over um, Zeke. And maybe you can see it right here. There's Rashad Penny in my lineup and Zeke is on my bench. So I'm taking the chance that Zeke is, you know, Zeke started the same exact game last year and they had a very, they had a much better offensive line. They started, they opened up the year against Tampa Bay. And I think Zeke had like 27 rushing yards or something like that. Actually, I could check it right here real quick. Um, but it wasn't great. So even if you just take that one little game script from him, um, yeah, he had 33 yards. Uh, so same exact game against Tampa Bay. They had a much better offensive line. So I'm very worried about Zeke this week. And I am fading him in one league in favor of Rashad Penny. You got to get those wins. And I am staking my claim in Rashad Penny. Book it. We'll be back Monday. I'm going to write that down right now. Zeke or Penny. And we'll review that on Monday. Staking my claim right now. Rashad Penny, book it. Um, but Pollard should be heavily involved. I do like Penny because of the rule of necessity. Um, but Pollard could be the answer to um, Tampa Bay really getting close, to, uh, or Dallas really getting close to beating Tampa Bay. Like they said, he's that Swiss Army knife. He's that unpredictable player that they can kind of toss the ball out for five yards and hope that he gets something after it. And he is capable of getting something after it. Um, so I do believe that Pollard is very underlooked and he should be heavily involved. If you have him and you're kind of worried about your flex spot, I do think that Pollard should be in your flex. Uh, play Penny because Kenneth Walker is estimated as a do not, uh, did not practice on Friday, but Penny is the guaranteed one. He's going to have volume. Fire him up. Elijah Mitchell, he is good to go off the injury port. Get him in. I've gotten a lot of Elijah Mitchell questions this week. I think you need to play Elijah Mitchell. Much like Seattle, that is a very run-heavy team. And I think that Trey Lance... As much as I like him, they're going to kind of have that happy middle with letting him run and let Elijah Mitchell get some time into here. I don't think that Jeff Wilson or anybody is really sneaking up Elijah Mitchell's, you know, kind of volume right now. So I do believe that Elijah Mitchell is a smash play. I like it a lot. Um, CMC, he is good to go, and he is going to go against crazy against Cleveland. So just wanted to slip that in there. CMC is ready to go. Um, Damian Pierce, as much as I love him, he is a fade this week. I got a lot of Damian Pierce questions. Should I start this guy or Damian Pierce? I am fading Damian Pierce in a lot of scenarios. As much as I love Damian Pierce, I am waiting and seeing what's going to happen, especially in, against Indianapolis. I have Indianapolis currently on the week ranked at two on my defensive chart. So very, very scared to play, uh, anybody in Houston against Indianapolis outside of Brandon Cooks. Um, Another running back to talk about, Cordero Patterson. I do love the idea of Cordell Patterson this week, especially if Drake London is out. So Drake London is questionable. We'll talk about that soon. Um, but I do believe that Cordero Patterson should be heavily involved, especially if Drake London is out. Obviously, you got Ty uh, Tyler Allgier, uh, or whatever. I sorry, butchered his name. Tyler A, we'll call him for now, the rookie that uh, is on Atlanta. Keep an eye on him. He could be heavily involved as the season goes on. Um, oh, I found money. Uh, I guess these are all my Gabe Davis winnings. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but Cordero, I think he should be heavily involved if Drake London misses time. Now, if Drake London misses an extended period of time, then we're really talking about Cordero being heavily involved. So you keep an eye on Drake London if you are the Drake London manager. If you are the Cordero Patterson manager and you have better options that you can bench Cordero this week, um, then I think you should because we don't really know what's going to happen. We want to wait and see. Um, but I do believe that Cordero should be heavily involved this week. So um, J.K. Dobbins, he is questionable. I would not touch him. He was also on my bus show. I do not want any part of J.K. Dobbins at all. I don't want part in Mike Davis, Gus Edwards, whoever the heck is over there. They got a million people over there. Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell might be over there after the fight. 
Um, I don't know who's on the Ravens. Everybody's on the Ravens right now. So I don't really care for any Ravens running back as much as it might look like, oh, it's time for J.K. Dobbins. Stop chasing it. Stop chasing it. It's not going to happen. And if it does, it's going to be isolated incidences that, you know, it does happen. So I am risk averse when it comes to all of those running backs, and I am all set. Uh, Denver, the running backs over there on the Monday night game will use the hot hand approach, and that's so crazy. I wish there was a show out there that was talking about this two months ago about how when Melvin Gordon got signed, he was not going to be. It's morning, dude. Come on. Um, Denver is going to use the hot hand approach at running back. And when that happens or, or, or who, who was going to talk about that happening? Did anybody really say during the offseason that was going to happen? Oh, that's right. It was us. We said it over here at Fantasy Daily that if you have – Denver, and you're looking at Javante Williams like he is going to be the smash every down running back one. It's not going to happen. They signed Melvin Gordon for a reason. It's going to be much of the same over there. I do believe that Javante Williams gets a bit of an uptick, but I do believe that you're going to see a lot more Melvin Gordon than we want to. We want Javante Williams to be the breakout running back one, and we kind of force these things into reality, into our heads sometimes, saying, hey, it's going to happen. But when you really back up and take a look at the big picture of Denver, they're going to keep doing this, especially when they have Russell Wilson. It's not like they need to lean on the run very heavy when they have Russell Wilson. I expect them to be very pass heavy. I expect Wilson to want to pass a lot. He might even be the guy who, now that he's in Denver paid, he turns into Peyton Manning, goes to the line and goes, no, I'm doing this instead and calls a different play. I'm not going to be surprised if that's the reality of Russell Wilson now that he's over there. So very excited for Russell Wilson over there. Uh, Denver, if you have Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, you start Javante Williams, you're skeptical, skeptical of Melvin Gordon, but it's still a wait and see over there because I do believe it's going to be much of the same as much as I do rank Javante a little bit higher. Um, I mean, a lot higher. I think that you need to temper your expectations on what he can do this week. So what time are we at? I got to get moving because we're on to wide receivers. So lineup of the week, wide receivers. We got Gabe Davis. That's a W already. We got DJ Moore with Baker. Hyper targets are incoming. And we got Adam Thielen with J-Jet playing against Jair Alexander. So Thielen always starts strong. JJ going against uh, Jair Alexander should have not, he's going to have success, but he's going to have a little bit of a tough day. I think that Adam Thielen and the Kirk Cousins connection is always there. Um, and I'll save, I'll save my spoiler alert for, for my next update about that game. Um, but moving on to Drake London, he is questionable. So monitor that to see if you can get somebody in there instead. So make sure that you watch onto that. If he is out, maybe you can slip somebody in. You can slip him into your IR. You can grab somebody for next week. Maybe a, you know, a look see. Maybe you can grab somebody who you're high on. Um, and you can slip them onto your lineup before anybody else gets a chance to. Um, and then you get a free player before waiver days. Um, so a lot of Elijah Moore questions this week uh, for me. He does have Flacco. Uh, I do believe that you can start Elijah Moore. So a lot of people out there not sure about Elijah Moore. You drafted him in that spot. You got to fire him up as your wide receiver two, even wide receiver three, maybe even wide receiver one, depending on how weird your draft was. Um, but Elijah Moore is in that spot for you. I definitely think that he's going to be the most targeted person on that team. I don't think that Brees Hall is going to get off to that heavy, heavy start. You might even see some Michael Carter. Um, so for Elijah Moore, I think you have to get him into your lineup. I love it. Um, moving on to Michael Thomas. This is a questionable, uh, or he is listed as questionable, and I think his whole season is questionable for me. It is an absolute fate. I've seen a lot of Michael Thomas regret this week. People saying, oh, I shouldn't have drafted Michael Thomas. Yeah, we told you that in the offseason. Avoid, avoid, avoid. You don't just come back to football. It is very difficult. It is a wait and see for me. And I would, if I get Michael Thomas, it's going to be on a trade 
And I rank like Hunter Renfro way above Michael Thomas this year. I want no part of Michael Thomas at all. I'm not going to reach up to get him. I'm not going to reach up to trade him. And I'm not, honestly, I'm barely going to, you know, save my breath to hold on to him. Uh, you're, you're chasing it and we, you never want to chase it. Fantasy football. You're hoping for that big payoff, but I think the days of Michael Thomas are gone. He's not going to return to the Drew Brees value that you had before. So if that's what you're really hoping for, uh, I think you're, think you're up a Creek with that one. So Moving on to the next injury concern that we have to talk about. Lazard is doubtful. So this is pretty funny because Green Bay is going to lose to Minnesota. So that is the one thing that I was talking about when I was talking about Adam Thielen and J-Jet that I wanted to save uh, for this spot because Adam Lazard is doubtful. He is likely not going to play. This Green Bay team and what they got going on is absolute shambles. And it's pretty funny. This is what you get Aaron Rodgers. So I'm excited to watch Aaron Rodgers get exposed, especially for the way that he's been acting lately, what he did to Devontae Adams and the way that the team has, you know, kind of coddled him and let him become this just larger than life. I wish I was Tom Brady um, kind of persona because it really does seem like an attention grab everything he does now as much as he is talented. And I love Aaron Rodgers. Um, a lot of people think I'm a Packers fan because they got the Adams jersey up there. Um, and I wore the Rogers jersey the other day. I love my A-Rogers jersey. I'll never get rid of it. But just this diva that he's become, it's almost like he's become obsessed with how else can I take the spotlight while Mahomes and um, uh, Brady are getting all the attention. And sure, he got MVP, but come on, guys. Come on. Seriously, come on. Um, so Lazard's doubtful. Let's watch this happen. But guess who's on Green Bay? Let's take a wild guess who's on Green Bay. And if you already know the roster, it's Mr. Week 1, Sammy Watkins. And as much as I'm not telling you to put him into your lineup, it's going to happen, man. It's going to happen. Sammy Watkins is going to be something this week. And it's going to make you sad. It's going to make you sad because it's going to happen. It's Sammy Watkins with Aaron Rodgers. If you have fan duels, Put him into your lineup. If you play fan, uh, prop bets, take the overs because Sammy Watkins, it's going to happen um, as much as we hate it. But here we go. He's the only one left outside of the new guys. Um, so I'm not saying play him in your fantasy, but if you have fan duels and you can throw five bucks at it, it's Sammy Watkins on week one, man. It's going to happen whether we like it or not. So uh, hilarious that he's there and Lazard is doubtful on week one. Um, but Gallup, uh, Mike, moving on to Michael Gallup on Dallas, he is out against Tampa Bay, which we assumed, but that brings CD to the moon. Love CD Lamb this week. Um, Rondell Moore for Arizona is out. So, uh-oh, Hollywood season incoming. If you have Hollywood, fire him up. He is going to be all over the place. Zach Ertz also likely to be on a snap count. My nice little smooth transition into tight ends. Zach Ertz likely to be on a uh, snap count. I don't like that. If you could fade him, I would. Now, if you're looking for a fade start, we are talking about right now, not much. There's not much out there. So if you have, you know, your Irv Smiths, you know, some, some other stuff that you can grab, go ahead and grab, you know, whatever you like out there. There's not much. But if I had to take my bet on one that nobody's talking about and is really unrostered in a lot of them, I'm going to take my shot on Evan Ingram. So as much as it's gross, it's Jacksonville. I don't think anybody's paying attention enough to it. I do believe that Washington is very, very vulnerable. And Jacksonville, they could lean heavy on Evan Ingram. Trevor Lawrence, that I really feel like that's not being talked about enough, especially when it comes to that. A lot of new pieces over there. Evan Ingram. Uh, is a, basically a hand-picked piece by Doug Peterson. So I do like the fact that, 
you have that. I do think Trevor Lawrence is going, you know, very undervalued this week. I think the Jags offense is completely undervalued this week and what they'll be able to do. Um, so I like Evan Ingram as that deep reach sleeper where there's really nobody else left out there on the waiver wire. So it's difficult week one. You know, people ask me, they're like, you know, who should I grab at wide, uh, tight end? And then I go, oh, well, you should grab this guy. And they're like, oh, well, he's already owned. How about this guy? And I'm like, well, why is that guy not rostered? Um, so it's very difficult in the first week to really kind of, um, grab the tight ends that you want to talk about. So I thought I'd take a deep reach and say, you know, this guy's unrostered everywhere. So if I really was desperate and had to take a deep reach, it would be Evan Ingram. Um, Kittle, no practice. He is questionable, but if he's in, you start him. Um, and our tight end, uh, lineup of the week, we got Gerald Everett for, uh, the Chargers. He's going against a super poop defense when it comes to tight end. In the Las Vegas Raiders, they were, I think, the second worst uh, against um, tight end last year behind Philadelphia. Philadelphia allowed 14 touchdowns. So that is our players of the week that we really want to focus in on. And I got a few minutes left here. We are going to talk about some prop bets. So prop bets, if you guys don't know, go check out some apps out there. There's an app called Prize Picks. There's, you know, your fantasy uh, uh, stock markets. There's all kinds of different players that are apps that you can go out there and get now. Um, but I do like prop bets quite a bit. They're even on your sleeper apps and fantasy, uh, like Yahoo Fantasy, ESPN. They're all worked in there now. So you can't really go anywhere and play fantasy without actually hearing about prop bets. So let us talk about my prop bet picks for the week. So these are actually ones that I've either bet on or I've looked at and been like that would go on a different bet. So a couple different apps that I use, but these are ones that I've either placed myself or I, I looked at and I'm like, wow, that's a really good one that people should grab. Um, so let us go ahead and fire off the quick prop bets for the evening and for Sunday game day today. So we got Adam Thielen, 45 yards, take the over. We got Cortland Sutton, 55 yards, take that over. Tony Pollard, 15 receiving yards. That's one reception for Tony Pollard, take the over. Derek Henry, 15 yards receiving. Take the over. We've been talking about it all year. Derek Henry's going to be a monster. Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown, easy money. CMC, 45 and a half receiving yards. That is light work for CMC. Smash the over, especially when he's playing against Cleveland. And you got CeeDee Lamb at five and a half receptions. We've been telling you CeeDee Lamb is going to be the only guy out there outside of Dalton Schultz. Smash the over. So all the overs on this and the anytime touchdown for Travis Kelsey. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. And thank you so much, as always, for tuning in and joining me. It is week one. We are excited. Big week next week. We got the full lineup coming back. We got waivers. We got, you know, uh, the, the starts of the week, blah, blah, blah. Full lineup silly next week. I am very excited. And if you guys want to do some start sit with me, I will be on TikTok tomorrow morning around 9 a.m., at 6 a.m. You know what? Maybe I'll do 10 a.m. That way it's 7 a.m. California time. That way I get the whole spectrum. But I will be on TikTok Live to hang out with you guys for your start sick questions. Thank you so much for joining me on YouTube. If you guys were on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in as always. I am your host, Nathan Passwell. Once again, for another fun week of fantasy football, I hope this information helps you. Go smash those prop bet over so you can get paid. Bet $100,000 on it. Bet your life savings on it because you can book it now. Don't really do that. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Take care. Good night.